The following comes to you through Potbean.com in the artist realm with Sylvia Stein. Here we go. Good morning and welcome to In the Artist Realm with Sylvia Stein. I am so excited today. I have award-winning author, talented author, Chrissy Parker from the Devon, uh, sorry, from Devon in the UK. Um, and I apologize for that mistake. No matter how, how hard I try, I always end up doing a, a, a flip up of some kind. <laughs> sorry about that, Chrissy. But um, I'm so excited to have her. She was here before when I first started the podcast and just to have her again and taking the time to speak about her new book and of course her books overall, um, I'm so excited to have her. So without further ado, here's Chrissy Parker from Devon in the UK. Welcome. Hey, hello, thank you for having me back, Sylvia. I really, really appreciate it. It's raining here in Devon today, unfortunately, but have it all can we? So we've had some nice weather recently, but it's nice, you know, to do this. On yeah. a rainy day, because at least it means, you know, I've got something to do whilst I'm inside. But it's so exciting to yes. be here with you today. Thank and you. about my new book. Yes, I'm excited. And welcome, uh, the rain, welcome to our world. It's raining here. It feels like I live in Seattle. I don't know if you heard about Seattle, but it rains nine months out of the year. That really is true. And <laughs> it hasn't yeah. stopped. So I think we sent some of the rain to you. <laughs> but. <laughs> Yes, excited. And this, it, it's so exciting. So can you hear me okay? Yeah. Okay. Well, um, I want to say I'm so excited. Your book is so amazing. I don't want to give it away. So uh, first tell people that are tuning in if they don't know about you. I'm sure they do. But if they don't, tell us about you. So I am an author. Mm -hmm. um, I have written six books now, published six books um, in the, both the thriller and the historical fiction, uh, historical suspense, uh, suspense genre. I've also written a poetry and short story book as well. Um, not only am I an author, but I'm also a blogger. Um, I write blogs for the local area in which I live in Devon. I also uh, write co-write blogs um, for something called the Zakynthos Informer, which is about a Greek island. Wow. Uh, and I also freelancing here and there as well um, a little bit of proofreading for people um web copy things like that and i also have a part-time job as well um so i just work part-time um in a school uh, yeah. which is quite fun but wow. only term time so i'm on holiday at the moment uh -huh. uh, but when i say i'm on holiday i'm on holiday from the school job but i'm still working for myself oh so, um, my gosh I, I do a world of free you're always working so but that's me essentially I'm an author a blogger writer and freelancer and just everything yeah wow and you're you're a big history buff too you 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 do it all you do it you do it all <laughs> that's awesome that's yeah. a great intro so um tell us okay your your latest book um it is wind across the Nile correct yeah okay what can you tell us about that book and uh, if you want to begin with the characters or you want to just begin about your whole uh, process with the book. Okay. So Wind Across the Nile is a historic suspense, mm -hmm. predominantly set in a modern period, mm -hmm. but parts of it go back sort of 150 yes. way because that's kind of like the main part of the story. For me, writing about Egypt, part of my life, um, but it was a story that I wanted to write for many reasons. There were lots of things in it that were kind of very interesting to me. Mm -hmm. um, the archaeological side and the historical side of things, because I absolutely love Egypt. I love history. I love archaeology as well. I've done two um, short courses on Egyptology, and I've also done a short course on archaeology as well. Yes. So for me, 
they were almost sort of a bit like part of the research. Yes. But Egypt has always been a place that I have been absolutely fascinated with since I've been at school. Yes. So for me, this book, um, it was it was a huge labor of love. Um, it took a lot longer to write than most of my other books have, purely because I kind of had to slightly change the way it was written part of the way through. Um, I. There was lots of things about it that, mm -hmm. that kind of had to really be worked hard yes. on to make sure that the book worked yes. in the right way. The characters came up. And th for me, Wind Across the Nile mm -hmm. is probably the grittiest book I've written. Wow. Because I kind of go through the book not really knowing what's going on with two of the characters. Yes. Because we have a very, very, sh we have a, a, one of my main characters, the main character, Cora, mm -hmm. is essentially a girl who is her life is completely thrown into turmoil when her family dies yes. very very suddenly and yes. very tragically yes what she then has to do is try and learn to deal with those deaths but then the rest of her life kind of falls to pieces as well she discovers that her has been cheating on her so she throws him to the car yes uh, and in the end she sits there and says i just don't know what to do in my life she is then handed something on a plate which is finding something that belonged to her family that she has no idea what it's about but it yeah. relates to egypt yeah so she doesn't know what to do with her life she has no fiance anymore she has no family she has no job because she's given it up yes she just basically on a whim gets on a plane and goes to egypt and just goes. taking these things with her to find out more about them um and for me a journey of hers it was like why would somebody do that yes but it's that grieving don't you think it has to do a lot with her like the emotions of grief and and pain and and, and yes. you have did you get really emotional when you were writing because i could see you know i'm seeing you we're doing the audio but i can see the emotion that you when you're talking about it and it it, it gives me goosebumps yeah. because uh, when I was reading it, I there was parts that I, I, I would breathe in and and start feeling, you know, especially when you experience grief, which I have in my life, you feel the pain of this character. It's so real. Hello, are you still there? Yeah, okay. I'm still here. Okay. I, I, there are parts very similarly with the previous book I've written. There were parts of this book that I kind of sat and wrote through tears mm -hmm. because things i won't go into them because they are kind of spoilers for the book but there are mm -hmm. periods of this book where you just sit there and go oh no why has that happened mm -hmm. to yeah. somebody she's related to or um, to her why is this happening it can't be happening but but for me i had to write the way the book the way it was written because that's what makes the story stronger yes. and and what we discover when she goes to egypt is that she goes to egypt to find a professor of archaeology to help her mm -hmm. um and he basically rebuffs us saying what on earth are you doing i'm trying to do my job here i don't know you crazy <laughs> woman go away i love how you wrote that it was you <laughs> added that 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 were you know the, the the dynamic it was just like what are you doing to me you know without giving yeah. everything away you're just a great yeah. storyteller that's all I, I can say about that hands down amazing i loved it thank you but it's it was very difficult to kind of try and make make it not sound like it was a bit of a stupid story there was reasons as to why i wrote it how it was yeah. and then we've got this character and we don't know who this character actually is it could be a couple of different yes. male characters and you yes. don't really know where the story is going mm -hmm. and then we get we kind of start to learn more throughout the story as we go and it's kind of a bit like a jigsaw puzzle you have to kind of grab the pieces yes. and yes. put them together and am I heading in the right direction or not and yes and so we come to the story and, and underlying throughout the story is, is something because I've been involved in a lot of history and archaeology in the past there has always been going right back to the 1800s in the 1800s archaeology wasn't very well regulated so a lot of people just went to you know egypt greece mm -hmm. italy wherever when oh i'm going to dig the ground here and what i find i'm going to take away and i'm going to sell or i'm going to put in a museum yeah much more regulated now yeah but there are still people out there who will go and dig in certain places and take the artifacts and sell them on the black market oh my goodness which 
those artifacts are lost to the people yes lost to the museum we don't know the context of where they've come from yes um so i have this this subplot that kind of goes through it which yes. is sort of linking back through the whole story really. that is something oh. that you know not to interrupt you uh, i was going to let you finish but uh, that's something i don't know how you do that but continue it's just uh, brilliant the way the subplot just goes in but continue sorry about that but almost becomes the crux of the whole story to be fair mm -hmm. and people kind of get to that i'm it's always difficult when you do an interview to try not to give too much away but mm. um it's it for me it was very important thing to kind of put in there along yes. with the culture and the tradition yes. of of it and yes. the way that things were the way that things were done so for me writing it was incredibly important because i didn't just want it to be yeah. a book about egypt where you know we were back in we were back in a thousand years um four or five thousand years ago we were having pharaohs fighting against each other i didn't want that sort of book yes. i wanted a more sort of modern like egypt but that takes you back through different yes. periods of egypt that people might not necessarily have learned about or read about before mm -hmm. exactly exactly and and that's the that's the good point you make what like the, the the process of the story as you explained but what can you tell us about the amount of research like when you went into it, did you start like in order? Because there's a lot of people that don't start in order and then they put it together. Like, can you share a little bit about how that process was? Yeah, the pro the process for this um, for this book was, as I said, I've been writing it for quite a number of years. Yes, and yes. The, the, the start of the story actually came from, at the beginning, strangely enough for me, because um, normally, looks either halfway through at the pinch point it, i come up with is halfway through the book or towards the end so for this one did actually start at the beginning mm -hmm. and for me it was a very difficult challenge to kind of go from the beginning right through to the end but work out what i was going to do yes um i had i kind of knew early on sort of where i wanted to go but i really wasn't quite sure what i wanted the story yeah. to be yeah. but for me the start of the story was cora yes and the loss of her family okay and i wrote i wrote it very differently to start with primarily because i'd lost a couple of relatives and was dealing with a lot of grief at yes. the time yes and i have left some of that in there but some of it has come out um now but then I kind of realized that I wanted it to be this journey and this discovery, not only yeah. through Egypt, but through these past eras, but yes. also yes. through this other subplot. So the research that I, that I had to do, I mean, for me, Egypt is something that I've always been very interested in. Yes. And I know quite a lot about Egypt. But as I said, I've done my two Egyptology courses. I've done the, the prehistory right through to Middle Kingdom. Yes. Um, as my courses. I've also done my archaeology courses. There was a lot of research through that. I mean, to be honest, I did those courses for fun. Yes, that that's <laughs> fun for you. I know history. Right? Yeah. <laughs> they were just for fun. Um, but actually, they were very good. And I also, I also before I moved to Devon, uh, which was about three years yes. ago, I was yes. living in London. Yes. So I a lot of the museums there's great museums in london if you're interested in, in yeah. oh my gosh british museum have a fantastic collection and i used to spend a lot of time in the british museum yes uh, a lot um and <laughs> then um the teaching museum the museum at the university college of london which is a very small museum mm -hmm. but it holds all of the artifacts that a well-known um, archaeologist called Flinders Petrie oh. uh, actually uh, discovered and then brought back to the UK. And mm. they, they, they are artifacts kind of pieces, just basic things like pottery and flint tools, right through to science beads and stealers and mm -hmm. walls displays and various other, you know, shabti and things yes, like that. Yes, exactly. So interesting museum so I would go along so I could actually look at them I've been to the Ashmolean in Oxford I went there with my husband for a birthday visit uh, my poor husband um why do you want to go today for your birthday um, um so we did that for my birthday one year as well which was great fun and then reading I have a lot of books on Egypt probably yeah. over a hundred now oh. so for me it's a case of obviously things change in history and archaeology they're constantly being updated yes. with new theories finds and obviously i things like the ancient egypt magazine yes. and, and the archaeology magazine subscriptions so i can't my research went from a lot of different places and there's the internet as well yes um so that's 
that was my my research was absolutely mammoth and it's the most research i've had to do for a book wow but it but it's getting it right yes you, you want to get the story to fit even though you're it's a fictional story you want the the facts uh to also be historical and that part you have to get it you know to where where yeah. it, it's accurate yeah exactly yeah and uh, is, this is a fiction but the, what i didn't want to do is that in the scenes where um cora or whoever is going off to medne habu or to Clos Memon or to valley of the kings i didn't want her to be now i'm at the temple and now i'm going to it had to be yes you know discovering as a person who'd never been there before yes but i didn't want to sound like a history lecture yes very very fine balance to make it sound like fiction but and to get the facts across but not to sound but like i love the narrative i love the narrative how you did that the journal like the date and then you start you know it, i love that i love that's one thing that not too many authors get correct no offense but they don't and you do you know you get the you're able to navigate that and it's not easy but you do it so no working with timelines is incredibly difficult and for this um again without giving too much away i i work through four generations of family actually wow. four is it five i can't remember um i think i think it's four or five generations of family wow. so i have to be not right for the time but i also even things with with the dialogue um i have to get the dialogue right for the time because yes. there's certain periods of time when people wouldn't have they would have uh, they would have said things like i cannot go and do that yes Whereas nowadays, so yes can't do that and and you so you were able to 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 be to see the timeline and see what was yeah. said and what wasn't and in in hollywood the movies they do that they put yeah. things that you're like no and my husband is a history uh, you know he loves history so when he sees something on the history channel that's wrong he'll point it out right away <laughs> i do too i do too i, get very, I, think I, I have arguments television i'm terrible um and then they, they can't hear you shush um yeah that was kind of my success and, and my yes. research and, and it was a very very, very difficult are you say uh -huh. yeah so hard with me to get it right as well and yeah. without them i could not have got it to the stage it's got now yes um, they really really helped me too so it it, it was great I'm so glad that i finally because it has been an incredibly long journey this one but yeah. it's it's done now and i'm very happy oh my gosh it's it's a it's a like i said a labor of love you did a beautifully with this book so you should feel really really proud but i was gonna say what is it about history that you love i know it's hard to answer that because i bet you there's so many but what is it that that you love about it? Like, what is it that fascinates you about it? Um, I don't see. People have asked me that question before, and I always find it really, really difficult to answer. Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> I, no, no, it's fine. It's fine. Um, I'm getting better at the answers. I'm yeah. still not. Hurt. Um, but history, I kind of, I kind of look. Are you there? Hello? I can't hear you. Chrissy? I think we Okay, are you there now? Okay, can you go back? Because I, I think I lost you for a moment there. That's okay. Um, so in regards to, to what I love about history, it's a very, very difficult question to answer. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think with history, for me, um, history is all around us. It's it's everything we do, everywhere mm -hmm. we go, mm -hmm. and our lives as we are now are built on history. Yes, you know, we all have we all have a DNA yes. that comes from somewhere, which is history. We're all related to yes. somebody that went through something that lived through a certain period of time. Yes, um, exactly. I like lots of different eras of history, but Egypt, Egyptian history is one of my favorite. Okay, um, it's if not the favorite. Uh, I love Greek history as well, and I love something called Nabataean history, which a yes. lot of people don't know much about. Yes. But the Nabataeans were essentially a people who ran. Yes. And they created the Rose Red City of Petra in Jordan, and they ran that Silk Road. 
Uh, so for me, history, we can learn a lot from history. Yes. You can learn an awful lot from history. Yes. And history changes all the time. And a lot of things that we have now are built on history that happened at a certain times. Yes. Back and there are things that happen now, certain world events that happen now that you can align with historical events that happened before. Mm. And I just really enjoy learning about new things. And I think yes. for me, Egypt is utterly fascinating because you can go. Yes. Uh -huh. And there's all these figures on the wall. Yes. And unless you can read hieroglyphs, you have no idea what they're saying. They yes. just look like random pictures. Yes. But I remember going to quite a few of the temples and tombs and people sort of reading them to me and telling me what they meant. And they used to, it was their way of documenting everything. Yes. So, so kings would have a battle, they'd have a battle, they'd win, lose, draw, whichever. Yes. They'd come back and then their scribes would actually record the whole thing on the wall. Yes. Um, in, in, in hieroglyphs and drawings. Yeah. And the way they color and their gods and their goddesses. Yes. You've got people like Anubis. God Anubis is incredibly scary looking, but actually isn't quite that scary. And they're, they're, they're kings and their queens. I mean, one of their, their pharaohs in Egypt was, was Pharaoh Hashepsut, who was actually a woman and reigned as a man with a false beard and a crown. Whoa. And you know she she was the ultimate the ultimate leading feminist of her time really yeah. I suppose some could call her a lot of people afterwards tried to strike her from history but we yeah. do know that she existed so, yeah so very very interesting and I I like the heritage side yeah. of yeah basically what our past is and it makes us more interesting as people I think exactly exactly it it is it is part of our uh, of our lives and. We need to go back, like what you mentioned, and it's it's interesting that you touch up on Egypt because you were talking about the hieroglyphics and what what they represent, and um, how I love how you tie in because you love Egypt. You answered that, um, and how does that connect, like from your other stories? Because I know among the uh, olive groves, you speak about Greece. That's another love yes. of yours, correct? So. Um, yeah. Is that is that just something that fascinates you? Like you added because you love history, you connected Egypt, you connected Greece. Um, what can you tell us about not not necessarily comparing, but what can you tell us about that connection? Like uh, about putting those stories together with with what you love. Um, I so my books are kind of split between thrillers and historical fiction. Yes, yeah. The thriller, yeah. they're what they call novellas. Yes. Um, and I wrote those purely because I wanted to write one of them into, which was a screenplay into a book. Yes. Because I thought it was a good story to tell. Yes. And then unfortunately, my brain went and said, you must write another two books. And it gave me the whole story. And I thought, oh, I will do it. But for me, my my really does lie in suspense or historical fiction suspense. genre. Okay. Because that is what I love. Yes. I can my love of history with my love of writing yes. so among the olive probes it, it again was set in two periods it was set in a modern period it was set yes. in world war ii and yes world war ii is history although it's not the ancient history that i know but i found it because i learned a lot of no okay you're breaking up a little bit there so the internet's kind of lagging a little bit i don't want it i don't want people to miss that so that last part that you said Go ahead. Sorry. Um, so for me, Among the Olive Groves was a really interesting book to write. It's set in two periods. Yes. You've got the modern period and the World War II period. Yes. And even though the World War II period is modern history and not ancient history, which is what I really love, yes. I still find it fascinating and really, really interesting. Um, and I have a love of Greece anyway. I've got family and friends on the island where yes. um, Among the Olive Groves was set. And I also um, helped run this Facebook group, Zach and Fuss Informer, and yes. Zach and Fuss Informer blog for the same island. So for me, to I, I wanted to write something about that island because the island had been through a tough time. Yes. I wanted to show what the history was really like. Um, because it was important to me yes and uh, it was the same with wind across the nile and um, my actual schedule now is set i have a book that very first i ever published which is now Nabtea. yes 
republished is going to be revised and republished yes under the name of underscore done so we will have a historical suspense set in petra jordan as well wow. and then have a number of other ideas um for various places but my next my next works will eventually be back to zaki okay <laughs> because i have yeah. been asked uh, <laughs> by a lot hundreds, literally hundreds of readers if I could do a follow-up to my olive groves, because they all want to know what happens to one Yes, character. yes, I'm so one of those. I'm, I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> You're one of them. Um, the Night of Thunder will be a follow-up to that, and I'm currently working on that. I'm 17,000 words in on it. Woo! You're on a roll. <laughs> I know, I am, I am. So that's going to be another one. So historical suspense is kind of where I sit and where I really enjoy because yeah. I, I love writing. I love yes. writing. I get to learn stuff as well, which is fun. And I always find out new stuff. So it's kind of something that I just really enjoy doing. And my passions have come. And you can feel it. You middle. can feel it when I'm you read your books that there's so much passion in what you write. It, it really is, it, it, you know, all your books. Uh, you know, integrate, you know, uh, among the olive groves, all the all the, the great books that you've written. Uh, can you share how many books you've written and what the titles are? Sorry. So so people can, you know, look into reading them. Yeah. So as I said, my first published book was Nabatea. Now, unfortunately, that one's out of print at the mm -hmm. moment, okay. but you can still get an idea of what it was about because there is it is still up on Amazon, but unfortunately, you can't buy it. So, um, as I said, that was a historical suspense set in Petra and Jordan. So that will be re-released at some point. Yay! Um, <laughs> very exciting. And then I have my two thrillers, which are two books out of a trilogy. Um, the first yes. one is called Integrate. Yes. The second one is called Temperance. The yes. third one, which is the process of being written, which I need to finish, is called Retribution. Um, and as I said, they're thrillers, but they have a slightly paranormal edge to them yes so there's things like tarot cards and sort of slightly out of body experiences and things it's very weird description <laughs> i know but it no sense if you oh my god i've read integrate and temperance and you left me going like oh my gosh why isn't this a movie yet <laughs> yeah the funny thing is everybody says that about integrate and i actually wrote it as a screenplay a long time ago so yeah. i've gone the opposite way i've gone from a screenplay to book yeah. instead of book and it, well, it's it was phenomenal. You have to check them out. And you were saying about your the rest of your books. I keep interrupting you. Sorry. Yeah. No, no, that's fine. And then obviously I've got Among the Olive Groves, which yes. is a historical fiction. Um, yes. And that's set in Zakynthos and Cornwall. Um, so Cornwall mm. in the UK, Zakynthos in Greece. Oh. And then I have a short book called The Secrets, which is basically, it's, it's not very long, but it's a collection of, of poems and short stories that I wrote in the 1990s. Oh, wow. And I found them long ago, and they were just sitting in a drawer, mm. and I just wanted to do something with them. Yes. Well, at least they're out there. If people read them, they can. Um, and then, obviously, uh, Winter Cross Nile as well is, is number six. Yay! It, and Amix, I, I can't wait to hold that paperback. If you have not looked at it, guys, it's so cool looking. It's such like it's just to hold a book because I love books myself. Right now I have a mess in my house uh, and I have kids that I've told you cannot speak while I'm doing my interview. So, <laughs> so to do that. So I apologize if there's any background noise. I hope it there isn't. But it would be my children that, you know, no matter how much you tell them not to talk, there'll always be something. <laughs> so. okay. I have two cats who always want to be in the same room. Oh, I love those two cats. Oh, my God. They're beautiful. Every time you post pictures, I'm like, oh, you know, Chr Chrissy must be tired of me saying, oh, but that's all, that's all it comes out when I stare at the pictures. They are very cute. They're my office assistants, so they help me with writing. Yeah. When I say help, I, yes. they sit on things I don't need them to sit on, and they play with my pens. Yes. They're assisting me. No, they're great. Yeah, they're, they're great helpers, so... But um, and that, that's also that's awesome. Uh, so what are you currently working on um right now? Like what are you, I think you mentioned, but what are, I know that you were doing also another book with another author, correct? Is that okay yeah, to talk okay. about? Yeah, no, 
perfectly okay to talk about. Um, so um, just very quickly, um, to, to obviously I've mentioned it already, but I'm working on A Night of Thunder, which is the follow-up to yes. Among the Olive Grove. Yes. So I'm kind of watching that at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm at 17,000 words in on that. So Yay. Really and I have the entire book planned. I know exactly what happens from start to finish. Yeah. Which is great. So yes. Getting down, doing the rest of the week, writing it. Yes. And I'm also working on something for me, which is um, slightly outside my normal remit. So I write fiction. Yes. But I'm actually writing a factual book at the moment. Um, oh. And it's not just me writing it. I'm co-authoring it. Um, with a lovely lady called Louise, who yeah. I have worked with quite a number of years on the Zekin Foss Informer. Yay! So this um, is currently called Zekin Foss Flower of the East. And yeah. what we intend the book to be is a history book about mm -hmm. the island. Yes. Um, and we'll also cover all sorts of things. So we're kind of looking at history, geology, seismology, um, Greek food recipes, but yes. actually and Greek food recipes yes. slightly different traditions culture festivals awesome. so it's everything to do with the island and then there'll be a little bit of tourism in the end but we are looking at kind of the island that goes right back to prehistory yes so pre classical through all the different eras through everything else that's affected the island from natural events and how the island was formed and all the traditions and cultures that come through all the yes. eras who, yes. who actually live there and i am absolutely loving working on it because yes working is, is so funny it's really weird because i live in the uk and louise actually lives in greece Oh. So people are going, how are you working together? But Louise yeah. and I have a brilliant way of working. We talk constantly on Messenger yes. and we talk constantly on video call as well. Oh. Um, and we always, we, we, we share the documents we're working on and I mm. tell her I found something and then she goes, oh, you'll never guess what I found and she tells me about something. Oh, that's found. so fascinating. I'm having the best time working with her and, you know, if if I'd have had to have chosen, well, I did choose, but if I'd have had to have chosen anybody well to work with on this book, the only person I would have gone with is Louise because she's the only person who can do it justice. Yes. Um, and I'm really, really enjoying it. So it's, it's a complete Yay. step outside of what I normally do because it's fact as opposed to fiction. Yes. But it's got the historical element. Which you and, love, yeah, which, so it works. Yeah. <laughs> to work with somebody else and i get to share my passion with somebody else who is just as passionate about writing as i am um so it's it's just it's going really well and i'm really really loving it well shout out to louise and uh that's awesome i wish you i i'm just so hi louise from sylvia saying hi and uh like i said you're it, it just like i can see it in your face that you're so excited so i can't wait for that to come out as well so, um, so tell us, uh, Chrissy, where can your readers or listeners find you on social media? Like, uh, what, what is it the best way to connect with you or not? I won't say stalk you, but uh, a lot of uh, authors say you can stalk me. No, I'll just say, where can they connect with you? But, <laughs> but that's, uh, that's something that's come out in several events that I've been to. And I'm like, what? <laughs> so are you there? Hello? Yeah, okay. Here. Yeah. It has like a lag, so my apologies. My internet's not working properly. I think it might be because of the storming that uh, might be happening. So I don't know what that, what what's going on there. So my apologies. It's a bit funny at this end. It's sort of it's, it's um oh it's stopped now. Okay, okay. So where can they connect with you? <laughs> oh, you're coming. Yes, yes, I can, I can, I can hear you. Yes, can you hear me? Hear me, okay? Oh, 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 let's see, let's see. Is that better? Better? Can you hear me? Better now? Better now? No, no. I can hear you very perfectly. Yes. Yes. Okay. So you just look for me um, at Chrissy Parker author mm. on Twitter, or I think it's at Chrissy underscore author. Okay. Um, you can also find me on Facebook, so I have Chrissy Parker author page. Mm -hmm. Or if you want to come to my group, 
we have a group where I tell um, all my loyal readers a lot of stuff first before it goes out everywhere else. It's called Chrissy Parker Book Group. Okay. So I'm on that one as well. Uh, I'm also on Instagram as Chrissy Parker Author. I'm also on LinkedIn and I'm also on G+. Um, I think that's it. Yeah, and that, that's, that's a lot of links. But, but what I'll do is I'll get your links and I'll put them on the yeah. post so that way if they want to click on or just, you know, I'll, they can connect with you there. That way there's no confusion. <laughs> I'm also, I also have a website, obviously, which is um, chrissyparker.com, and you can always email me. The email address is up there, but if anybody ever wants to email me directly to ask me any questions or anything, feedback's always good. I like feedback. Um, it's uh, chrissyparkerauthor at icloud.com as well, so that's a public email address if anybody wants to get in touch. But generally, you can find me on Facebook. I'm, I'm on Facebook. That's mo Most people contact me through there if they've got Yes, it. yes, and she has a great group, uh, the Chrissy... Uh, is it the uh, Chrissy Parker? Uh, you want to talk about book group? I'm the admin. I'm supposed to know that. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, wake up, Sylvia. Have your other cup of coffee. Um, but um, it's Friday, and it feels like a Monday for me today. So <laughs> sorry about that. But yes, it's the Chrissy Parker book uh, book group, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it is. Yeah. And it, it's great. Because there's lots of people in there who who like all different books, and mm -hmm. we we don't just talk about my books. We talk. I, I post things in there about other authors as well. Yes, yes. There's also a couple of files in there. So if you ever want to um, read any links about past interviews I've done or radio interviews, things yes. like that, there's loads of stuff in there as well. And like I said, it, it tends to be the group that I go to first for for any kind of exciting brand new news. So I've kind of posted it all in there, and people can see it immediately. And I quite often go on and live just to make people laugh or you know say guess what's happening today yes so you can all i love when you post there. your videos i love that i've been doing that on instagram and i don't know if i'm i'm chasing people away or something but i i'm doing them anyway <laughs> i'm just like well hi guys <laughs> you know uh, celebrities do them all the time i don't see and i'm actually talking about books i'm not just posting about some uh i don't know they're opening up some food or something I'm, I'm i'm over here talking about my you know either i'm talking about my kids or i'm talking about my books so and i love watching your videos where you're saying you're, you're teasing us about your latest project or book and i love the way you you post like the pages that you print it and you're yeah. teasing us and i hear it and i was like give us more <laughs> No, it, it won't be worth it. Exactly. So you're 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 right where you're supposed to be. Exactly. Yeah, I, I keep i like to keep my 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 readers involved because my readers are kind of the reason i'm here yeah uh, my readers are they've been amazing they, yes they've been there since day one and if it wasn't for them i wouldn't be here so I, you know i like to keep them as part of the process because i know a lot of people want to know what's going on and yeah. what's happening and they get excited for me and and i like that because um they they aren't just my readers they, no that they, they are my support they're my friends and you know exactly each and every one of them so exactly yeah this is what what i love about uh interviewing you you're always saying the same things that i believe in that if it weren't for the readers we wouldn't be where we are and this is why i do the podcast you know it's about giving back and and uh and what your group as uh, you know started out i met you through melissa's awesome support team shout out yeah. to melissa and Foster and all the great authors and I met you and I met Belinda and I met Sass and so many Emerald Barnes and so many wonderful people there and if I left anyone out I apologize but everyone's been always uh, you know connects with you in some way and great people that we've lost like Andrea you know lovely lady you know I I, uh, I love meeting all you wonderful authors. You've been a great uh, influence to me, and you've helped me in my path as well. Yeah, I know it's it is it's it's a wonderful um, group that that we that we had, and well, not just had, we still have. Yes, we kind yes. of all 
kind of yes. slightly gone in, in our different ways as we've grown. Mm. But yeah, I mean, Melissa was absolutely amazing. Yes. For Melissa, I wouldn't be where we are now. No, exactly. Yeah, you've got Rain, you've got Sash, you've got yes. Belinda. Big shout out to Belinda. Yes, yes. Belinda, I love fantastic so yeah it's amazing and then you know I've, you get readers from all around the world and every single one of them mean the world to me yeah so. exactly so so that's why i'm so glad and i hope to meet you in person one day i keep telling my husband let's go to london when the kids has, when the kids get older i i know who to connect with i know someone there <laughs> i'm not just inventing this <laughs> <laughs> but uh and, and i love and i love everything that has to do with the uk i always watch movies that are london based and you know first my fascination was new york now it's london so my husband's like make up your mind <laughs> i said i can have both <laughs> so, but um so uh what is something we don't know about you um or maybe you've talked about it before and i don't mean to put you on the spot i just like to ask that question because sometimes people surprise you you know there's something that we just don't know that you I might want to share i get asked in interviews all the time <laughs> and i just never know what to write um and i was saying to my husband earlier what's something people don't know about me and he was coming up with all sorts of ideas and i was like i don't know um <laughs> <laughs> I don't I honestly don't know it's it's such a strange it's such a strange one actually I will mm. I will go with one that I wasn't going to go with that he suggested to me okay um, people I know people um I apologize in advance if people don't like what I'm about to talk okay about. it's nothing bad but I know people have certain yeah say. so um I I don't have a problem with things like snakes or spiders or anything like that mm. I have no problem and um I have been known to actually um go out to various places and end up with pythons around my neck oh my gosh that is brave yeah and i i there is a photograph of me somewhere so what i will do is i will find it and once this interview goes live i will post mm. it to the chrissy parker book group so you see it. <laughs> we, we went on to um, florida quite a long time ago and we went out on a catamaran with it was just like a, a public yeah. catamaran like oh a, my a gosh trip we could swim and we came back, and then we're walking through the streets, and python around my neck, and I got a photograph and everything of it. And it's oh like a big. It's not like a small snake. We're talking, you know, sort of eight, nine foot. Oh my long. gosh. Um, and so yeah, I don't have problems with things like that. And the 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 other bit to go with that, to mention snakes and spiders. I I won't kill spiders because I can't. And if I go into the bathroom and I have to get in the shower, and there is a spider i will rescue it and actually take it out and not kill it oh my god you're such a great oh my gosh you my mother-in-law she loves uh shout out to my mother-in-law kathy uh stein she loves to save she's really good to animals and she she would love you because uh <laughs> you know you couldn't get me to put a snake from within <laughs> nothing uh my husband's different he doesn't you know but me i'm a I, 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 the only animals I can, you know, uh, like actually not be afraid of are cats and dogs and yeah. maybe chickens are fine and ducks and all that. But everything else, like, uh, you know, that has to do with amphibians or anything like that. I'm just like, oh, no. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and, uh, and arachnophobia is one thing I have with bugs or anything. So you saving spiders is like, I think of Charlotte's Web. <laughs> That spider, you know, it's kind of like Wilbur, you know, and her and that relationship they had. I love that story. And and uh, if if only. But when I see a spider, I just kind of walk away and let it leave. <laughs> so, But well, that, that's interesting. That that was something I asked for the question. So it was a loaded question. So there we go. <laughs> and I do apologize if anybody has a complete fear of, of spiders and snakes oh you're fine it yeah but but yes if you do have a fear like i do you could you would see me running away <laughs> <laughs> i don't think i'd ever run that fast but you can get me to run that fast with that <laughs> but uh before you leave um it's been a lovely you know having you it, it for you taking the time and i want you to if share an excerpt of your latest work uh if it's possible and uh if, if there's anything I left out, I do apologize, but I hope you've enjoyed your time. And as always, you're welcome to come back anytime you want to come back. You're always welcome to, to hear 
Anchor, any podcast I'm doing, my mom's like, how many podcasts are you doing? I'm like, I have children. I have a husband. I have to have my own stuff. So yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm a grown woman, mom. <laughs> lovely to be back again and I'm so I'm sorry it took me so long to come back on but it's been absolutely fantastic because I know you do a great job with the podcast and um oh. so yeah it's been great being here again thank you that, so much. no thank you you're one of the first guests big guests that I had when I first started remember I told you I had this idea the sealed author channel then I did in the artist realm and had that jazzy tune going on kind of like a sex in the city type of Carrie and her girls or something and now I changed it to a a new carousel song on garage but I, I apologize if you're hearing the background i have middle schoolers and they know they shouldn't be talking but it's it's kids and i don't know they're they're arguing probably about a game that i don't really care about <laughs> but, but uh it is what it is <laughs> but anyway but i was gonna say thank you so much for being here and without further ado um i'm gonna have her read from wind across the nile and thank you so much for being here today Chrissy Parker I really have enjoyed your time thank you so much so what I'm going to do okay uh I think you've broken up are you there okay go ahead yep. okay can you yep. hear me okay go ahead okay so I'm going to read um from chapter one um I looked through the book and I wasn't quite sure what excerpt Mm -hmm. chapter one is actually very short it's only about two and a half pages so i'll do the entire chapter for okay you. okay but if i stop tense. Yeah. so here we go okay chapter one southampton england 1909 the night was still the damp chill of late autumn seeped its way through the small ramshackle dwelling the night seemed darker than normal as though a thick swathe of tar had been painted across the sky Candles flickered throughout the gloomy room, casting an eerie yellow glow. Cracks pooled and dripped off the side, mixing with other detritus that littered the floor. It was an unwelcome, seedy, dirty place that the family was forced to call home. Albert Mackenzie's weak and frail body was racked with excruciating pain. He lay on the uncomfortable bed, tangled in a damp, threadbare sheet, and his mind drifted back and forth between stark reality and dreamlike hallucinations. His eyes occasionally flicked open to take in his squalid surroundings. Off again in a stench of stale Okay, it, 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 okay, it broke up a little bit. Uh, can you go back on that line right there? Yeah. Sorry. Okay. alcohol surrounded him, seeping from every pore, permeating the bed, spreading loathsome tentacles across the room. Thousands of memories flew through his confused mind, taking him away from his current hell. And as they finally faded, he would find himself back in the same place, the small cramped cesspit he called home, staring at the one constant in his life, the person he loved above all else, the person he would gladly die for, his beloved wife, Randa. He saw her again now, her beautiful, flawless face, raven locks that tumbled long and straight around her shoulders. Forever, and he delicate frame, so small and precious that he felt a need to protect, just as he would a fragile piece of ancient pottery. Looking at Randa, Albert could see she had been weeping for him. Her cheeks were stained with remnants of salty tears, her expression of despair. She looked exhausted. cry for him. He was undeserving. This moment called death was a testament to his thoughtlessness, his complete self-absorption of putting himself and his own sinful needs of those against his wife and child. It made him angry, but more than that, he was ashamed. His body was failing through abuse and neglect, and he only had himself to blame. Albert's eyes rolled and flickered once more to another hallucination that he was unable to stop. It dragged him under, transporting him to a different time, a happier time. Egypt, it was a land far removed from the cold, miserable, polluted climes of England. Distant memories stirred within him, and he found himself standing in the dry heat, wearing his best suit and favourite hat. The sun shone brightly upon him, and dust swirled at his feet, coating the hem of his trousers in a light brown film. 
Looking around, he smiled. He was in Thebes. He was home. This is where it had all begun. This is where he'd first met Randa, his beautiful Egyptian wife. He had been happy, living in a country he adored. He'd fallen in love and conceived a child, them both dearly. It wasn't to be. His aristocratic English family was furious. He had disgraced them, and Randa had shamed her Egyptian family. Both had been cut off. With little money and only few meagre possessions to their name, they left Egypt, humiliated and disavowed. Albert's daydream abruptly ended, and he was brought back to stark reality, the stinking Victorian slum, to the stench, the pain, and the depression that was now his everyday existence. Randa was still loyally sitting by his bedside, cradling the young child, their daughter. She was as pretty as her mother and just as loving. He tried in vain to reach out to her, but his body refused. He no longer had the strength. The pain of it all was unbearable and forgiving. It was time. As suddenly as a flame, a candle can be extinguished by a whisper of breath. Albert's body fell. Intense pain ripped through him, wrenching him from his family. He was barely able to say, I love you, as his heart finally shattered and withered, forcing him into the bleak, never-ending darkness that was death. Sorry about that. Oh, that, oh that's emotional. It's emotional. And I, I was like, I was there with you and uh, trying to make sure that I don't get the background noise that I can hear, unfortunately, because this is a small house. But that was so beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. That's so beautiful. And I could tell how much it means to you. It's like I said, this is a beautiful uh, work of art. You, you, a labor of love that you've done for this book. And I thank you, Chrissy Parker, for sharing this with us. And I hope people check out your book, Wind Across the Nile. As you can tell, she's emotional. I hope you loved your time. My apologies for any background noise. I do sincerely apologize. I don't know if you all can hear it, but I can. And, and I sincerely apologize to you and to the listeners or readers for that. <laughs> it's great. Thank you today, Sylvia. I really, really enjoyed it. And it's been so nice to come back and, and chat with you to allow me to read an episode of my book as well. So it's been absolutely brilliant catching up again. Oh, no problem. And I thank you so, so much. And this was the amazing and talented Chrissy Parker with her book, Wind Across the Nile. Please check it out. Check out all her books. I will post all her links once I uh, upload the episode. She'll send me her links. I'll post her picture and everything you need to know. If you want to connect with her, please do. And please feel free to uh, come back anytime because you're always a pleasure to have. Thank you for taking the time. And this has been In the Artist Realm with Sylvia Stein. I hope you enjoyed the show. Thank you for being here. Have a good one. This has been In the Artist Realm with Sylvia Stein with our awesome author from the um, Devon, UK, Chrissy Parker. Join us again. Thank you so, so much.